Welcome to the Fun House Podcast. Today is March 9th, uh, 2021. I was like, actually, wait, what year is it? Um, with me today, James, your, you know, Fun House guy. And Ricky and Elliot from Internet Today, thank you for joining us for the podcast today. Hello. Glad to be back. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was here like a month a ago, but it was fun. Oh, so I, I came I, back. Some of us I, uh, yeah. must have uh, missed the invites in the mail. <laughs> oh, it was because well, we were talking question. about The Bachelor, how, Elliot. How, <laughs> how, how invested are you in The Bachelor? Okay. Uh, approximately uh, we, zero. Mm-hmm. We might so. have a segment at the end. No, we don't. But um, okay. we are here today to talk about, um, well... I don't even know what it is, so maybe that's why I was like, "Yeah, I have them on to talk about it." But I want to know about NFTs. You guys did a video on it recently. I started watching some of it, and then I was like, "Fuck this! I know these guys. I'm gonna get their opinion." Um, First off, Ricky, what does NFT stand for? Okay, I I have to start this off because Elliot's gonna get. I, I feel like we're gonna do a good news, bad news thing here, and I'm way more. Or at least I was more positive on the whole thing. The word is uh, bullish. You're bullish. Huh? Yeah, 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 bullish. Uh, so uh, NFT is a a non fungible token. A uh, non flushable turd. Non flushable turd. <laughs> uh, it's a non fungible token. Clog that toilet. Uh, but basically, what what it's all referring to now is that people are putting digital art online, and it is in the same way you would buy, um, you know, a Mondo poster or a limited figurine from your local comic convention. They have uh, uh, scarcity in the fact that they are limited because the ownership is backed up on the blockchain. So if an artist makes a piece of digital art, they can sell it, and whoever buys it is proof to be that owner because it has a like stamp on the on the blockchain that shows ownership and who has it, who's transferred hands, who's bought it, who's sold it. So in a sense, it is a limited edition art piece, but entirely online. It's it's the difference between printing out a picture of the Mona Lisa on your home printer and then putting it on your wall and the actual Mona Lisa being somewhere in the Louvre. Right. It's actually more sure. like the difference between like owning a telescope and looking up at your favorite star and also owning a telescope and looking up at your favorite star but having a printed out certificate that you bought off the TV that says you gotcha. own a star. <laughs> gotcha. That's okay. fair. Yeah, That's but fair. what it what, I, what it boils down to basically is that uh, you know, obviously, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, a, the Dogecoin, a billion uh, altcoins are all uh, you know the the thing. Not right, not just right now, but for the past couple of years. And there's value in owning it for various reasons. Uh, and this is yet another piece of internet currency that you can own that people think hope and so far has been shown to appreciate in value so they they see it as an alternate investment to the stock market or just putting your money in a savings account um right so the point in owning it is to sell it so that's the appeal of it in the sense that yeah it is cool that you own a piece of art uh, and the art that is being produced in this space is very cool a lot of it some of it's obviously garbage and low effort but if you're into deviantart.com you will love <laughs> what these nfts have got to offer uh awesome. it's a lot of 3d sculpture and animation and stuff like that you that you wouldn't be able to replicate in a printed out normal thing and i think that's what sells for the most but uh yeah it is when it boils down to it it's an investment for people and if that investment wasn't there and there wasn't going to be a return in value or a potential you know uh increase in value then i obviously don't think it would be catching on as much as it is but you know people like to say that it is about the art and for a lot of people sure it is but the the before we get into the negatives about it the positive about all of this is that you know for a long time if artists sold a piece that was then it was gone they made their money if someone sold Mm -hmm. that for Mm -hmm. 10 times as much a month later then that person made the money the artist made nothing with Mm -hmm. nfts in a majority of the sites that offer them uh, artists retain a small percentage of the resale value. So every time that art trades hands, the artist gets a portion of that sale. Hmm. That's interesting. A fun and criticism only... of, of that that I've seen from like, uh, from like the complete opposite side of the spectrum is just like, well, then that's not ownership, is it? 
Not ownership if I have to share the money with the artist after I've bought the damn thing. Yeah, I think Elliot it's right like here should probably... It's like ownership and like royalties, right? Elliot should preface the what we just spoke about before this right now, meaning that no matter what stance you take on anything related to blockchain technology, there's going to be one person who disagrees with you or a million people that disagree with you. Basically, mm -hmm. like everyone has a different opinion of literally every aspect of cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. So Elliot... Yeah. Uh, Please explain to people, uh, the, give them like the blanket, uh, we're not responsible for anything we say because we're automatically wrong. Yeah, I mean, anytime you talk about crypto, there's, uh, I, I don't want to use the word cult, but there is a lot of people out there who are very uh, emotionally and financially invested mm, in right. cryptocurrency. Um, and a lot of their reasons for it are good. The financial system in the world right now is bad and has been for a long time. So uh, any option to circumvent it, uh, there's there's good reasons for that. But um, yeah, I mean, like, we're not experts in crypto by mm -hmm. any means. Um, right. Probably going to probably gonna say am, something though. wrong and someone but... in the comments is going to be like, objection. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> It, it is now this sort of mainstream thing, so I'm going to opine on it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I mean, it, it's, it is weird because we did move into this digital sphere, um, and I, it happened pretty seamlessly where, you know, even things like movies and, and television, and we went from buying DVDs to essentially renting ownership of a digital file that we can stream from a very specific server under certain circumstances, but the price never changed, mm -hmm. you know, like, like I have a, a, a Google play library, but like, I look at it going like every single day you could just be gone and there's nothing I could say or do about it. Like, um, yeah, that yeah, argument like was pointed out with steam. Yeah. PlayStation, mm -hmm. all those, yeah, every, yeah. every any like digital good that you own, you don't actually own. Yeah, but this seems like it's designed to circumvent it, but it's also of the same, you know, it's like what you were saying earlier, jokingly, but it's also serious. Like all you have to, if someone wanted to pull the plug on that, what what really do you have physically to substantiate or to trade with to show your ownership other than like an email receipt, you know, or something like that? Like, I feel like in a lot of cases you get in trouble. I, I know someone who traded in, uh, like precious metals for a while um and they were like oh yeah i'm really into precious metals and like i i have all this i have all this gold and silver and some of it they had physically but most of it was like i own it and it's vaulted for me somewhere in who knows they're like and it's like you would they would describe that scenario and then like 45 minutes later in the conversation, they would go on to say, so, you know, like if something happens and the financial system collapses and everyone loses all their money and the banks go under and everything like that, I still have my silver. And I was like, mm -hmm. if that happens, ain't no one replying to your email. Like you think the, po you think the bombs drop, go off, Sarah <laughs> Connor gets blown up at the park and then everyone's trying to find, find food. And then someone's going to reply to your emails and say we gotta get this guy oh paid. you want to trade you want to <laughs> trade back in your silver like that's, it's, that shit's gone I, I also i love with the precious metals stuff the idea that in a like post-apocalyptic scenario anyone would have any use for gold or silver mm -hmm. uh like the entire monetary system would be based on bartering if it's based on anything yeah and guess uh, what my jpegs are gonna be worth more than your fucking <laughs> silver <laughs> yeah yeah it is it is interesting i the first this whole concept of stuff not necessarily the crypto but like the nft stuff came about because um our our production assistant uh rick basically was just it was we having was a meeting just gonna he, ask about this it's the same ahead, i think it's ahead. the same thing but like he basically yeah. brought up top shots right mm -hmm. like which are you guys, you guys familiar? Are you, I assume you yeah. must be, right? Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's essentially the, all of this, but NFT. yeah, basketball trading cards, but it's like a clip of like LeBron James doing a layup and someone's like, I own this. This is my clip, <laughs> yeah. right? Like they got it from a, a Top Shot pack and it's the new version of trading cards, but they are all encrypted or whatever the same way that these other assets are. So there's only one of them, but people are trading that they're selling for like hundreds of thousands of dollars is like someone making like a 
fadeaway jumper, you know, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, but it's and like there's no that wild. it doesn't actually have the value in the someone making a three point shot and having a video clip of it. It's the fact that it's the one that exists and someone mm-hmm. wants to own that because it holds the value. It's yeah, like, I mean yeah. it's the same as it's just a more advanced version of like sports trading cards which are just yeah. pieces yeah. of paper that cost nothing to make but they have the, value because people collect them yeah the it is it is and it is interesting too i i think a lot about how i may have been like one of the last not not me specifically but maybe our generation um is like one of the last who have lived in both we've we've we're day walkers right like we've right. we've lived in the pre-internet age and the post-internet age but there's essentially a whole generation that came after us that only know the internet age. And so for them, things like maybe their online persona is is almost no different than who they perceive themselves to be in real life. And their digital goods are no more or less valuable than the physical goods that they actually own. Whereas I think maybe our the millennials and what have you are like kind of the last generation that sees the difference there. And then if you go any any older than us, they're like, I don't understand this at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore, but I'm sure kids still play with Legos and action figures, mm-hmm. I think. But like, yeah, I mean, that's all I yeah. had when I was a yeah. kid. And, uh, and yeah, I do naturally find the idea of like, um, microtransaction skins and stuff like that, like, kind of dumb. Like, I, I mean, sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. you do get to run around looking like Shrek or whatever. In Fortnite and uh, great that, choice, great that pick. Can have its, uh, its own. Yeah, that that, that can be like fun. Shrek and VR mm-hmm. chat. Yeah. But also, like, I'm an adult with the, like expendable income. Like, it's weird for a kid to presumably have to like ask their mom to like buy them a skin. Yeah, but like, like the difference between say, like, there I was into Spider-Man comics for a really long time, and so I bought some like pretty good condition old amazing spider-man comics and it like even though i had read them because they were reprinted a thousand times and you could go online and read them it was still like oh you have this physical i had this physical thing in a wrapper that has the stuff on it and that was kind of how people have always treated trading cards right like Mm -hmm. there's only one uh jose canseco pre-roids canseco card or whatever you know like whatever right. you want to call it and then and there's someone who has it and you can look at an image of it but like holding it in your hand was like oh that was a thing i think that i think that societally and i think that generationally a lot of people have moved past that that feeling of like i need to hold something physically in my hand or i need to be physically in the presence of it well, to like truly appreciate it yeah i mean and that's gonna die out uh you know a lot with mm-hmm. just the way that things are produced now and you know it is a hundred percent outside of the monetary value of someone placing a price on it on ebay and it's selling for that so it is confirmed to hold that value there's a lot as you just explained of emotional value attached to certain items so Mm -hmm. like for example on my desk here i have i bought it because i had it when i was a kid i had i've been picking up nintendo power Mm -hmm. issues and it's i like it because Mm -hmm. i owned these i can look at a page and it reminds me that i read that page when i was a kid sitting on the toilet or something but like yeah it's it's the same kind of thing and it's like i don't know if it's going to exist as much in the future but i feel like because of the nostalgic factor and and the way people get attached to certain aspects of collecting or assigning memories to physical objects i think that there's always going to be like at least some sort of limited market like Mm -hmm. you know they're still printing comic books even though you can just get them digitally on an ipad they're mm-hmm. still printing baseball cards, even though, you know, top, I mean, or basketball cards, even though Top Shot exists. So I think there's always going to be that physical aspect to it because there is, I, I feel like maybe I'm old, but more of an emotional and mental attachment to something you can hold in your hand that triggers more of a uh, an effect mentally than just looking at something on a screen. An interesting thing about these old collectibles, though, like, you know, old comic books and sports cards and stuff is that a big part of why they're valuable is that when they were made, the idea it was no one would have ever guessed that they would be worth uh, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, like, I mean, it's like the whole collector mentality didn't exist at the time when most of the most valuable collectibles today uh, were first created. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I used to read a ton of Marvel comics when I was a kid, and you know, I it, it was heavily 
suggested through like Wizard Magazine and just the entire culture that like you got to take care of these, got to maintain value. But like literally not one comic book from my youth has any value more than the original price you paid for it because everyone was saving it. And mm-hmm. uh, so there's just so much supply and not enough demand. I don't know. I have a few I, that have that have like I have. I remember at Comic Con specifically, I knew I could find it there. It was. I remember going to the local grocery store and buying Gambit number one with like the gold foil cover. Okay. And obviously, I lost it because I'm a kid. And then at Comic Con, I went and bought it, and it cost me fifty dollars to buy it at Comic Con. Uh, so like that has the assigned value to it. Also, I have like the more recently the new Fifty Two Batman number one with Scott Snyder and. Greg Capullo and it's like yeah in perfect condition that's actually worth something and that's recent so it's you know it just depends on what what it is and it's like I don't think Archie comics are going to be you know raking it in but yeah my one of my favorite stories my my brother uh bought uh when Venom number one came out he was like Oh yeah, Venom because Venom was the coolest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and so we each got one, but then he bought another one that he was like, "I'm just gonna save this one because it's number one. It'll be worth something." First of all, I have no idea what happened to that that version. But then the other thing too is that you don't even realize as a kid is that there are so many variants of that yeah. comic that yeah. went out that it's like it's like you're like I have it and it's never been opened and they're like yeah this is the one made with the ink that's like like literally less than less than sewage in cost like yeah you, if it's not the gold like what you're saying the gold leaf variant or whatever like we do not give to like you can buy it on Amazon right now I wonder how much lethal protector number one right now is on Amazon probably mm-hmm. like three dollars or something <laughs> but uh it's just great because also at the time it was like one of the best-selling comics of all time right i think mm-hmm. it still is within the top rankings of best-selling comics which means that how many how many printed versions of that book are out there just like countless but that's what happens when you go into it with a collector's mentality yeah. from the inception that, that yeah. automatically inherently makes it not collectible mm-hmm This episode of the Funhouse podcast is brought to you by Scouts Honor. As pet parents, working from home has given us more time to spend with our four-legged family members. We're now more aware of their daily needs, health issues, and well-being. So if you've noticed that your pet is itchy or smells less than pleasant, you have to check out Scouts Honor. Scouts Honor is my go-to pet brand for grooming products that help with itch relief, odor control, and overall healthier skin and coat. Benson is a very, very furry boy, and so it's very important to make sure that he has a nice, nice coat, um, not just so he can get compliments, but so that way he can be comfortable, too, and uh, we don't want him to stink. That's just, that's for us. I don't think he notices. Um, Scout's Honor probiotic grooming products are scientifically proven natural solution for treating your pet's skin problems. Um, When it's applied to the skin, probiotics support healthy bacteria and fight against bad bacteria that causes irritation in your pet's. Um, they have a ton of amazing fragrances. All of them smell wonderful. Plus, with every purchase, Scouts Honor provides one day's worth of meals for a rescue animal in need. Um, with Scouts Honor, your pet will never look, feel, or smell better. Check out all of Scouts Honor's award-winning products today, available online or wherever pet supplies are sold. But here's the best part. If you want to receive 20% off your order, go to scoutshonor.com slash dude. Remember, that's scouts with a K at scoutshonor.com slash dude for 20% off your order. Scouts Honor, natural and preventative grooming solutions for pets. This episode of the Funhouse podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. How did you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. They then use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers. Data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on. But worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and sell that data onto other big tech companies or advertisers. To prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect all my devices with ExpressVPN. So what is ExpressVPN? It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all of your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Just think about 
how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, every site you visit, video you watch, or message you send gets tracked by ISPs or other tech giants who can then sell your information for profit. That's the reason I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. You just download the app, tap one button on your device, and you're protected. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with a VPN I trust. Keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash dude. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash dude to get three months extra for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash dude right now to learn more. Thank you, ExpressVPN, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. But now uh, I uh, never had comic books, but I have the NSYNC marionette dolls. And guess how much those are worth? Probably a lot. Nothing. Oh. Oh, Wait, they made shit. they made marionettes like in the what is it? Bye bye bye. Bye bye bye. Yeah. Uh, it's the um, marionettes. Gonna be me video. And there's marionette dolls. They're, I mean, like the set of five is worth like 110 bucks, but I oh, think they were already nothing. like almost yeah. 20 bucks. Like to buy, uh, they oh. retain oh. their so value then it, with inflation. Yeah, but you do they have value to you, Lindsay? No, they're in a garage, like in a box <laughs> okay, in my parents' so no. garage. So, so no, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah. I also had the bobblehead yeah. dolls, also worth even less. So I do, oh, I do, I gotta, it. I gotta respect. It's the same as comic books, is what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta respect Funko for figuring it out though, and and creating a product that is no different than like bobbleheads that have been around for decades, yeah. but they, mm-hmm. they figured out a way to make them extremely collectible despite most Funkos not really being that rare. That's that's what I, I love. I love Funkos rare, so right? much because they all have numbers on them. Uh-huh. They all, no matter what they are, but it's one universal numbering system for mm-hmm. everything. So it's not like, like, like you could get, you're like, all right, I got number 77 and 78 and it's, it's Spider-Man and Carnage. And then you're like, all right, what's number 79? And it's Daryl from the walking dead. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like to have a complete, complete <laughs> collection of Funkos. is just an insanity museum. Yeah. No, I, I know a few people that have like huge Funko collections and it's like, you just knowing off the top of your head how much these things go for, you're like, okay, so you've spent at least a thousand dollars on this ship. Then you're like, well, so how, how much is this all worth? And they're like, oh, about like three thousand. I'm like, okay, well, fine, <laughs> fine, I get it. <laughs> but this is still very weird to me. But I do. We do need to uh, with the NFT thing. Like, we haven't addressed it yet. The biggest, the biggest problem I have with it is uh, is also a problem inherent in just all or almost all cryptocurrencies is the uh, just absurd amount of energy that is used in the, uh, the minting process for creating mm. the Ethereum tokens behind most of these NFTs. It's like, it's absurd. It's uh, mm-hmm. like, I understood like three of the words you just said, but keep going. So yeah, th- like all, a lot of this is really <laughs> hard to, to understand yeah. if you don't already it's okay. have like a well, background in it. But so like the way cryptocurrency I think I understand on the surface level. So I'm there. The way crypto tokens are created is their mind is what they call it. And that's essentially computers, um, depending on the coin, it's GPUs or specialized CPUs. Um, and they're essentially solving math problems <laughs> to like authenticate that coin as unique. And so when cryptos, with the way most of them work is when they started off, it was very easy, very low energy to create them. But by design as more time progresses and as more tokens are minted, it becomes more energy intensive to create new coins. So Ethereum has been around long enough and Bitcoin has been around long enough that making a new coin is like mm-hmm. really expensive and uses a lot of energy, but mm-hmm. uh, people still do it because, you know, the value of the end product is still more than what they're putting into it. But, mm-hmm. um, like at least with cryptocurrency, I can, I can, I can't excuse it, but I can, I can understand the the thinking behind it. Or it's like, well, this is going to replace money someday. And yeah, you laugh now, but wait until mm-hmm. this is what we use for all transactions. And I'm a billionaire. With the NFTs, I just, I just can't like morally support the uh, so, that, yeah, the, that amount the of energy usage. The, 
the difference with the NFTs is that with a with a for the way I understand it, so the, with a typical cryptocurrency, you you know it, it, the whole thing is extremely inefficient. Um, when it there there has to be so many calculations to verify a transaction or anything that it's extremely inefficient. This has been a problem well before NFTs. It's a problem that drastically needs to be solved, but it's a problem that, however you want to say it, uh, gets you know put on the back burner for a lot of people because people are making well, money. Ethereum's they're changing their uh, proofing any day now. They've been saying that for like three years, and everybody brings that up every time you mention the energy stuff. Like, With NFTs, okay, but it hasn't yet. With NFTs specifically, with, with a normal cryptocurrency, a coin is traded, whatever, a bazillion uh, things fly off in a GPU somewhere. Uh, with NFTs, like y there's calculations for minting the product, uh, bids on a product, transfer of ownership, sales on a product, uh, like every single step of the process. And you're talking about, you know, in an open edition of a, of a piece, getting like a thousand versions of that and they're all getting verified multiple multiple times it's extremely energy inefficient in mm -hmm. the energy consumption that's being used by it is almost like incomprehensible like i just looked up uh because elliot was started talking about this is like there was a recent drop where this guy did essentially it was like a bunch of angels hovering around a, a bitcoin that's the art and okay. That one, and it was an open edition, so anyone could buy it. It was like a thousand dollars, but you could only buy it within five minutes or something. Mm -hmm. So that one piece of art on that day uh, used equivalent to a European resident's electricity consumption for two hundred years. Interesting. Which is you can't even you can't even like compartmentalize yeah. it in your brain how much energy is being used by like one piece of digital artwork, but that's, it's, it's a problem. And yeah, like a lot of people are willing to look the other way on that because it's something that you physically can't see. It's the same way that a lot yeah. of people in politics can very easily brush away climate change and be like, oh, well, whatever. Even though yearly there's uh, obviously, as mm -hmm. we just saw with Texas, verifiable results of, of inaction. But yeah. this is even more like it's even easier for people to kind of look the other way on. But it it does exist. It is a problem. It's one that should be solved. But it's also, you know, it's up to you to look away or, you know, kind of be turned off by it. But mm -hmm. it, it is it's real. And like I told uh, we, me and Elliot were talking and it's like I, I, I was, you know, looking around at NFTs probably a month or a month and a half ago and kind of played around with it because like we host, you know, a tech show. And I was like, yeah, like. I want to try it out and see what it's like and you know blah 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 so i bought a few pieces and ended up selling them and you know once all these like medium posts started coming around and i was reading into it and i was like yeah this is kind of fucked up i uh donated to it a uh, uh an emissions offsetting company oh yeah and in the notes i put dear god i'm sorry for buying nfts when i, <laughs> when I made a donation <laughs> yeah 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 it's just it's it's it, like almost comedic like tragically how we're like this had to come along now of all times like when we're finally sort of getting a handle on like co2 emissions and like there's a almost possibly a path forward to mm -hmm. prevent the literal apocalypse and they're like hey there's this new thing that just like literally devours energy for almost no reason mm -hmm. yeah um, and everyone like uh, another thing is like the right now there's so much hype around this that so many of the nft pieces that are being minted in the past couple of weeks will never even be purchased like if you click around long enough on any of these sites there's shitty artwork some of it's okay but a lot of it's just like crap that someone minted just you know mm -hmm. hey they i heard this was easy money and like no one's fucking buying this shit so it's like completely pointless yeah it's like i mean you guys you guys mentioned the positive and there are like definitely the positives of like you know making sure that an artist is compensated for the for the work that they create and then a certain certain amount of accountability is seems to be tied to it security and accountability but yeah it does it does suck because and while i'm sure there's some amazing pieces of art it feels like 
people always forget human nature. If you ever want to know what human nature is, you just scroll the early access section in Steam <laughs> and you just see the kind of stuff that like, like, like there's like just a game that's like, give me a dollar or, you know, and it's 99 cents. And then you, this game you do does it literally and then, nothing. And then you do yeah, it. And it's it just like nothing. stolen clip art that's thrown together, but the person got their dollar or whatever, you know, it's yeah. like, that's what so much of that is. And, and in a perfect world and in, in a utopia, like this seems really nice, but it, a lot of times I think when people are so futurist and maybe technology focused, they forget about how we are all just like barely not cavemen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like we are barely like understanding how fire works and, and, and almost all of us are just sitting quietly, like thinking, Oh, if things turn even the slightest bit to the right, I will be crushing the person next to me's skull with like, like the closest bone I can find. Yeah. <laughs> so like it is, it is, a, a shitty thing when there's like a good idea and a good intention, but then it's just completely kind well, of corrupted by the fact that human beings suck. The knowledge of the extreme, you know, energy waste that's tied to cryptocurrency yeah. and stuff like this is going to be weaponized by people who are actually polluting the planet uh, through uh, more traditional means. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, you're going to call me out for, you know, burning fossil fuels when you guys are buying a single piece of artwork that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. used as much energy as flying around the earth 50 times. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like the, the art, the arguments are like, it's about like, I feel like we're on the void verge of this kind of boiling over into like a far more political thing than just banks regulating cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it all started out as, Hey, wouldn't it be cool to decentralize currency and really screw over the big banks and the governments of the world? And everyone's like, yeah. And mm -hmm. that's going to get turned around on people. I feel like, you know, pretty quickly. And with every, well, with anything already... else, early adopters are always the ones that are going to, you know, be free and clear with all their profits. And then everyone else is going to get screwed over. Well, like, and just, uh, so I, the fact the biggest reason why cryptocurrency isn't currency is because people treat it as a security and not as currency. And so like the price fluctuates like the same as the price would fluctuate in like an economy in Africa mm -hmm. that's just had like a civil war where it's just mm -hmm. completely unusable as money. But um, like the, the big finance firms in like New York city and like around the world are now trading cryptocurrencies as a security because they can they can wield mm -hmm. a lot of power with mm -hmm. their sort of legal pump and dump shit, the, the same stuff they do on Wall Street. And, uh, I mean, as long as that happens, um, it's not going to yeah. be viable as currency. And uh, a, 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 another point about the energy thing, like a lot of fucking fossil fuel energy companies are now setting up uh, <laughs> setting up their own mining like uh, stations because they're just like, well, we, you know, we already make the energy, so... And this is all very yeah. energy intensive. So yeah. cut out the middle, man. Let's get in on this. And then you got like Tesla just dropped a bunch of money into, um, I think, Bitcoin. So like now any every share of Tesla is tied. Like it's like 20% or something of every Tesla share is tied to the share price of uh, or the, the coin price of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's looking less and less decentralized and like... The to me the wolves are already in the hen house yeah is, is right like that i guess that's the saying yeah it, it sucks it 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 sucks i think there's a certain element of it too and i'm not trying to get any crypto people to come after me either but it <laughs> this is this is something that i always think about with esports where it's like esports are taken off and i'm like esports are great but i don't think it's ever going to be the kind of thing that like like runs the same way football or basketball runs as long as you're doing a spotlight on one of the athletes participating and their name is like <laughs> hyper hyper shot you know badunka dunk you know like like we right. can we just lose that so like and I, I people were really excited about dogecoin a little while ago but i'm like it's literally a joke like like, like it's but it's like, like I, but the, I even the joke has value. Like that's the thing is you yeah, have people I know, like Elon Musk buying it for 0.4 cents or whatever, and then being like, "Hey, Doge to the moon!" And then he just he just doubled his fucking 
wealth. I know. I but that's it's just such a funny thing that like we're at that point where someone's joke can be monetized in such a in such a chaotic way. It's 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 wild to me. Yeah, it's I mean the whole I feel like we're living in all the bad parts of like a futuristic dystopian movie. Like the, the movie of course is dystopian, but we're only getting mm. all the bad shit and not like the time travel and flying cars and like, mm-hmm. like any yeah. of the fun stuff. That would be, yeah. 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 It's just, it's mm-hmm. just the uh, extreme income inequality, the massive uh, CO2 emissions based on like cyberpunk digital frames filled with fucking moving artwork. It's yeah. People on the streets dying. Do you ever think about in Back to the Future Part Two how that Jaws hologram comes out and almost bites them, and that's the way they promote the movie? But if you lived in that world, like you were not a visitor from a different place in time, and you lived in that world, and every single time you were just going to cross the fucking street, that Jaws thing came Very out annoying. and did the whole thing on you, it would suck. Yeah, it would be like <laughs> that uh, that Entertainment Weekly issue from twenty years ago that said, "My name is Earl." Every time you opened it up, very annoying. <laughs> Was that a thing? <laughs> Yeah. What? Yeah, was, no uh, they put but a yes, sound chip in magazines and it was, Ooh. my name is Earl. How much is that worth today? Probably is a lot. Probably nothing. It, it, and it, it increases in value over time because as the battery dies, it, be, it becomes mm-hmm. longer and slower. Every time. My name mm-hmm. is Earl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that dude's jacked now, so. Jason Lee's jacked. Quick break to hear a word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be back with more Ricky and Elliot teach me about NFT and I don't understand it. (laughs) Today's episode of the Funhouse podcast is brought to you by Feels. Do you experience stress? Do you experience anxiety or chronic pain or trouble sleeping at least once a week? Um, You're not alone. Many of us do, including myself. I've had a lot of anxiety, especially the, the past year, um, have had some sleepless nights and, you know, I've had friends suggest to me, oh, maybe try CBD like this, that I'm like, oh, maybe. Um, but then I found feels and I tried it and I'll tell you something like, I just didn't even realize how well it was working because of how well it was working. And that's part of it, right? Feels is a premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. It legitimately helped with all of those for me. Um, I felt like I was able to sleep. I felt like if I woke up in the morning and I had a cup of coffee and I was feeling too anxious, and I just have some water and I would put some of the feels like it's like a little, I actually have it. Um, you just take this little dropper and you just stick it like under your tongue and just drop a little bit depending on how much um, you kind of like want. It's easy to take. Like I said, you just take you take this little dropper and you put a few drops underneath your tongue and you feel a difference within minutes. Um, the thing to remember about CBD is that it's finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so and you may need to take more or less to get the effects you're after. If you're new to CBD, um, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Uh, Feels works naturally to help you feel better there's no high hangover or addiction join the feels community to get feels delivered to your door every month you'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. become a member today by going to feels.com slash dude and you'll get 50 percent off your first order with free shipping that's f-e-a-l-s.com slash dude to become a member and get 50 percent automatically taken off your first order with Free shipping. Feels.com slash dude. Thank you, Fields, for sponsoring this episode of the Funhouse Podcast. Um, we can also, by the way, we can move on and talk about other stuff too. It's just, you know, this is interesting. I mean, yeah, I'm I... just listening. I'm just mm-hmm. listening, honestly, um, because I, I don't know anything about it and I find it. And you guys, it's are very confusing. I'm listening. And that's why it's funny because people who are like super into it and have all the answers, they walk around with this like, chip on their shoulder like yeah no i i fucking get it yeah yeah. the blockchain (laughs) is a verification network that like it's just like okay buddy yeah like uh, all right we get it you fucking bought a thousand dollars of the bitcoin it's Mm -hmm. the it's that like old tired meme about like oh how do you know if someone's vegan like they'll tell you yeah it's like how do you know if someone's 
heavily invested into cryptocurrency. Like they won't mm-hmm. ever shut the fuck up about cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> when it takes that much time, I mean, you think about the energy cost. There's also a human energy side of it. Is the amount of time you've had to surf uh, Reddit and different forums and yeah. ask people questions to figure out how to understand it. So, I mean, I get it. I get it. The yeah. real climate crisis you know. is from all the hot air that humans are putting up in there talking Kaboom about their Bitcoins. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about The Bachelor or something. No. <laughs> I was, by the way, the last time no, Ricky guys, was here, worry. I was also here, but we still talked about The Bachelor. I've never seen an episode, so... Yeah. You're not this season. Yes, fucking, it's the worst season I've ever seen. It's so bad, right? We don't it's have to go horrible. into it. It's all the show's almost over. There's Good one episode this left. Season. So Isn't one of the girls racist? Oh god. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and she, I think it yeah. might be the winner. I think she might be the winner. So And then like the host had to like uh, take a sabbatical because <laughs> he uh like defended yeah. her. Yeah. I I wasn't aware of all this shit. I I was uh, I follow uh Sounds like, like you the, were pretty aware. So well, maybe we should I, have had you on a month ago. <laughs> I follow the uh, r slash subreddit drama forum on Reddit. And like they had a post oh, a few yeah. weeks back about drama in the uh, Bachelor subreddit. Mm. And it's like I, I was yep. reading it and I was like, I don't fucking care about this. But I, I had no idea the Bachelor ecosystem was as like vast as it is now where like former contestants all have like podcasts and shit. And like. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them like live together and like no, like they have it, it, houses and they have shows and podcasts and brand, yeah. everything's all about the brand deal because like the people don't go on the show to find love, they go on to find their Instagram followers. Yeah, the show, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I honestly, I prefer The Bachelorette, which is the opposite way, right? Where that's one woman and a bunch of dudes. I don't know why it's just more interesting. It's because to me. the dudes are all fucking aggro, and it's like the alpha male mentality. Like, <laughs> is right from the beginning. Everyone is just puffing their chest. It's way more entertaining. Like the women, like, the women just bully that... each other, and it's sad. It is sad. It's the catty women. I don't like it. The aggro men, like, bro, way better. It's just like a, it's just a funnier show, even though this season had a bunch of bullshit. But I'm glad that it's almost over because I'm tired of giving my energy to it. Um, I started watching season. it last night, last night's episode, and was just like, "This, why? What am this? I hate everyone that's left on this. I yeah. do not like." And I and I just turned it off. Plus, yeah, we already know that he's we got over, so. we got he, on to this. We managed to get into a segment about The Bachelor when it was ent- entirely my. Are we back to live? To not- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah are we back this is yeah, part of yeah. The show. Back. oh really okay uh yeah no the bachelor sucks um it's it's not good this season and i don't like anyone that's left on it it was pretty entertaining at the beginning i think he's a pretty oh, boring bachelor plus like the, he spoiled it all for himself multiple ways uh one he's not a great person two he's not with anyone because he was photographed partying at the super bowl after parties question mm. when you <laughs> kiss your significant other do you keep your eyes open or closed this guy's such a like i don't want to talk shit about him i'm sure he's probably a nice guy (laughs) but like he's so strange he's like he's the first bachelor where i felt like he didn't even enjoy like being there or any of the women he was presented with it was just like all right let's uh we're gonna go uh play uh uh, tag football today and then i'm gonna go to sleep because like they they didn't go anywhere that's the half of the reason why I like to watch that kind of show is because they go places, right? Who wants to watch a show where nobody goes anywhere? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, we're losing Elliot and James. But I no, but I started, no, I started to move it away, and then he started to bring it back. I was legitimately asking a question about a meme that came from the show. Okay, Ricky and Lindsay, guy, just start a podcast. Just do it. With, you guys, we've yeah, talked about the room. He kisses just, with just his eyes it. open. Yeah, is oh, that not wow. weird? It is. It's strange. weird. Yes. Yes. Somebody knocking. I don't want to see anybody. Shut up about the bachelor. Kissing, not kissing. I just, I don't want to see anybody. Okay. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, Stick to gaming. What? Me and Lindsay I, I started on the next. The next bat. The bachelorette comes next. We'll do a podcast. Okay. Uh, cool. We'll have you we back. Will, yeah. We'll have you and Elliot back to discuss <laughs> that. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> I'll have. A I don't drink understand next time. how I was in college and there were already shows that were satirizing the dating reality show genre like stuff like joe millionaire and stuff and like yeah. flavor of love yeah. and all these shows were essentially loose satires but satires nonetheless 
of these types right. of shows. And then they were, and then, but everyone just watched it and were like, oh, this is the show. Like, it's completely yeah. whatever I yeah. said. And now we have 30, 35 years of just constant this and the, same the thing. The thing is, for me personally, I saw those kinds of parodies first. Like, I never watched The Fucking Bachelor or The Bachelorette in my, like, late teenage years or my early 20s. But after I saw those parodies and then, like, I saw clips from the actual show and I was like, oh, the show is just actually a parody itself. Like, if you watch it, it's stupid. Yes. And that's, that's what that's makes exact- it enjoyable. It's I had the stupid. same introduction. I was watching that one, the show about the firemen with Ken Marino. Yeah, oh, uh, Burning, Burning Love. Love. And, yeah. So good. Yes. And same. I, I like all those comedians, and they were posting clips and talking about The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and I was like, no fucking way. This has got to be a parody as well. And I watched it, and I was like, this is absurd. This is more... Uh, unbelievable than the show that they made as a comedy and that's how i got into mm-hmm. it yeah. yeah 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 that's true that's fair um, oh well what's the again, next topic we don't need to go on and yeah. <laughs> next on the and outs. um i don't really have any like like i said oh, i'm loose on this podcast okay we're just loose and free um mm-hmm. don't have any other topics you know just you're gonna hit up the, the trending shit. tab uh, <laughs> so we can share oh, our yeah, opinion click on, on that trending tab here's <laughs> oh, yeah. morgan and My... john oliver yeah what's up with the i i've completely and i think i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna try to like write a like a little bit about it in today's episode like because it's a big thing but i just the royals i don't care about what's going on like i thought everyone knew that the royal family yeah. was extremely fucked up already yeah it's it's weird because it's like if you know anything about just british history you're like yeah the monarchy is an abomination like it is a crime against humanity that has produced far more harm than good they're and they're just essentially living off of british taxes so they can be mascots for the country and uh yeah no i mean if you if you already thought that uh you already had a low opinion of that you're normal but uh there's a lot of people who in the world not even just the uk who uh, are extremely defensive of the royal family as an institution, and uh, yeah, I watched or I watched a little bit of the interview. My wife watched the whole thing. I was just sort of in the room, but uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, Prince Harry married a American African American commoner commoner woman, and instead of marrying some like fucking translucent like inbred. <laughs> generation like baroness yeah. or whatever and uh mm-hmm. yeah people have speculated on it for years that that did not go over well with the family but they pretty much confirmed that in this oprah interview <laughs> it's like yeah oh, would you believe that the british royal family is a little bit racist oh my god i gotta um, say the uh the royal fr- family they're kind of losing their edge because like you know if this was 25 years ago or so they would have just had her killed but instead they just put out a rumor that she <laughs> yeah. bullied people well, and like that's like uh, that's the thing is yeah this is this is Diana's son so yeah. it's like if anyone mm-hmm. has a right to be just like completely fucking over this shit it's him yeah yeah it's gonna make but for a great season I, of that Queen show though I would say if I learned anything from season four of the Crown <laughs> the, it's that the they crown. didn't learn anything from season four of the Crown. <laughs> also, I watched that yeah. season. I watched season one of the Crown. I was like, this is fun. Started season two. I was like, eh. Not really into it and then it came at least night came back we we're like let's watch season four because that was going to be the princess diana season and you do watch that i don't know I, again i i know it's a fictional show set based on true events but like you're watching it and you're like ah oh, they're never going to change <laughs> like i don't know these people personally but i i know them well enough through the lens of this show that they're they ain't never going to change they're going to kill that older guy just to get the heat off him from this interview i'm telling you What's his name? The guy. I don't even know who you're talking about. The guy. He's the queen's husband. Philip. Yeah, Philip. You're gonna go Prince Philip. Philip. The guy that the guy that asked uh, the guy that asks actresses uh, how to fix his VCR because they're in movies. Yeah, he uh, Philip is. He has died so many times over just the past year. (laughs) Like he he died this past weekend. Like the decrepit picture of him. He is the crypt keeper. They've been keeping him alive for for twelve years. A scandal (laughs) just like this. Yeah, he like over the weekend. They're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, Philip's definitely dead. Like he he went to the hospital. The man's like a hundred fucking years old. Like, nope, he's he's fine. America has had many missteps, okay? But if there's one thing we did right, it's that we did not put the queen and the royal family on our currency. Mm. We put a bunch of others in a lot of ways worse people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh yeah separately bad but uh equally <laughs> yeah. bad yeah yeah but at least all the all the uh the bills are the same color see the <laughs> thing about our bad people is that we chose those bad people kind they of weren't imposed upon us yeah that's people true. voted for andrew jackson and because <laughs> uh, they liked it, the idea of genocide in some ways it's a better indication of our ignorance and stupidity and why bitcoin will never work yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it goes back to how bitcoin will never work and uh the, the key flaw in the blockchain is the yeah. human element you need only look at the currency of nations to determine if they are ready so like, give me give me the cur- give me the nation that has like i don't know um ryan reynolds or something on their currency like Canada. something that's, that's like we can all we can all agree <laughs> that this is like okay <laughs> you know I'm I'm convinced that when they actually make physical Doge coins, it's going to be Elon Musk on one side doing the like that yeah. the pose, and then uh, you're the, going to have yeah. to use it to buy a milkshake. And you're, yeah. ugh, Are you guys the... aware of uh, the Iraqi dinars thing? No, I am not. <laughs> it's it's uh, sort of like cryptocurrency. It's just it's it's one of my favorite dumb conspiracy theories. Um, it's a vi- like. In the age of QAnon, it's nice to have these very niche conspiracy theories mm-hmm. to laugh at. But um, for like, uh, I guess at this point, 18 years, uh, a small group of people in the U.S. and elsewhere have believed that uh, eventually um, the United States was going to revalue the Iraqi dinar currency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if they bought just like truckloads of <laughs> worthless Saddam Hussein money, someday... A U.S. president would be like, actually, that money's worth a lot, and uh, they would be instantly rich, even I, though this is like not how anything actually works. So, so it, I just I just searched uh, Iraq dinar and its current value compared to the United States dollar. So, for every one U.S. or for one Iraqi dinar, that's worth point zero 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 six eight USD. Okay, right. and also, also the top result when I search for it is: is the Iraqi dinar investment a wise investment <laughs> on Investopedia? <laughs> See, it's so worthless that the only way it can go is up, guys. Yeah, and the top That's- heading. This is what I love about things: where it's like, you know, is it right? Is it wrong? Who knows? But you can always base things by the top or like one of the headings, like in Wikipedia. If I always say, like, you know. It's it, do we allegations? Is, we, yeah, we, yeah. Was like, like personal <laughs> issues or something like that. You're like, okay, okay. Controversy. I say the Walt, the Walt Disney thing yeah. is like, is like, you know, was Walt Disney anti-Semitic? You know, I wasn't there. I wasn't in the room. I don't know, but I do know that if you go to his Wikipedia page, there's an entry called anti-Semitism, yes or no or whatever. And, and you know, I just saw it on everyone's page. Um, you've but, already uh, lost when you've got that going on. But the top the top heading on this Investopedia article is, is it a scam? Like, <laughs> I feel like I don't need to read the rest, right? Because if it wasn't a scam, there probably wouldn't be a heading at the very top of the page that says, is it a scam? It's almost certainly a scam. But mm-hmm. what if it isn't? But what if it isn't? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the, yeah, the DNR people, that, that's a fun conspiracy because they, they've been into it for almost 20 years now. But when Donald Trump became president, they became convinced that he was the guy mm. who was going to uh magically revalue the iraqi dinar back to its original pre-2003 value and they were going to get mm-hmm. rich and if you uh if you go to like if you went to any of his tweets back when he still had an account um under trump like you if you wouldn't have to scroll long until you found some like iraqi dinar weirdo <laughs> sir hello mr president uh <laughs> when do you think the uh iraqi dinar revalue is going to happen been holding <laughs> on to ready. these dinars for a while now how Jesus. many would you, I guess, you, I mean, theoretically, I guess, if you're going to blow your money on something like that, think about how many you could get for just $1, though. Yeah. Like, you could fill a mattress. Yeah. With $1. And the $1. funniest thing, the funniest thing for me is, like, I mean, back to, like, things, you know, value and stuff like that, like, I would buy an Iraqi dinar just to have it, because I, yeah. I, I, I like owning, like, different foreign currencies. Like, anytime I go mm-hmm. to a different country, I try to save some of it, because I like looking at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would have value to me in that way. But, yeah, you collected. Uh, yeah. yeah. So and and the Iraqi dinar probably has a lot more value as a uh, collectible, just to like frame and put on your wall <laughs> than it'll ever 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 have as <laughs> actual currency. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, James, you see those yes. toys behind you? 
I do see the toys behind me, yes. Did you buy them strictly because you enjoyed them and wanted to look at them all the time? Or did you buy them with at least a slight thought in your mind, just the back of your mind floating around that one day, maybe you'd be able to sell them? I would say most of this, most of the stuff that's in there, I probably never thought about resale value. I mean, it's Power okay. Rangers. So, so the top shelf, <laughs> the top shelf is a collection of Psychonauts toys that I bought mm -hmm. at a PAX once, which, Worthless. you know, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> yeah, kind of like this is before a, even a sequel was announced. It was basically just a game that anytime I'd mentioned, no one had ever heard of. Right. But mm -hmm. I loved. So like, no, probably not. Um, and then down here are like Power Rangers toys. And one of them is one that I just received as a gift that I've just had held on to my whole life. And my parents are like, we're going to burn the attic to the ground if you don't start taking up taking stuff out of it. So mm -hmm. then I like had some stuff, went and grabbed some stuff. And the other one is when I re fell in love with Power Rangers as an adult and had the money to to buy stuff. But even that I don't I don't think no, they, they more have emotional value. I don't think that I would ever even think to see what they were worth because I, there's no point. I would, I, you know, I would much rather find some like kid in the street and be I like, also, do you want this? Yeah, I also think it's like, you know, there's a different type of person that's built for reselling things. Like mm -hmm. I, I have I, I probably a few things that are like worth something, not a lot, but like the process of like listing it, shipping it, getting money for it selling and then like having like someone anything. be like oh it came ripped uh but i don't know yeah. but ebay's gonna side with me like it just seems like such a hassle unless something was worth like an outrageous amount of money we mm -hmm. i believe right. all of us have a mutual friend or or just acquaintance who i will call um ron balbert who okay. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah who sure. has a literal storage locker full of like collectibles mm -hmm. uh like he he just he compulsively buys this shit at cons and makes a lot of money off of like reselling them. But it's just like I mm. could never. I every time he talks about it, I'm just like I don't understand this shit. It's, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I definitely have me. friends that do like the shoe flipping stuff, and it's like cool. But I've also been like you know, uh, been over where he's having to deal with people saying that they got inauthentic stuff, and it's like mm -hmm. how much time are you wasting? You have packing, to have such shipping, a personality type. Packing, shipping, yeah. and then that. dealing with like emails and correspondence and verification. And you bought the shoes for what? $150 and you sold them for $200. So you're doing all of this for $50. Like, I, I'm sure there's a business there if you're doing it on a mass scale. It's just like, I get, yeah. I'm stressed out thinking about how I'm going to have to resell my refrigerator. And it's one thing. And like, I'm yeah. stressed out about that. To be constantly doing that sounds like my absolute nightmare. You have to absolutely be that certain type of personality to be like, it's a thing. Maybe it's a brain trigger thing. It's like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I, uh, and just, then you're risking your life by even... someone coming and robbing you instead of just buying it off of like Craigslist. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to sell this fridge for, I don't know, $300 just to get something out of it. And then someone shows up and is like, that's my fridge and also give me money because I'm going to stab yeah. you if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, oh my it, God. It is... Now you're just going to make me leave it here. I'm not even going to mess with it. Fuck. I think you just, I'll come back, Lindsay, and I'll get, we'll get it back out to the street or we'll get, <laughs> we'll get it back out to the, the sidewalk. And then that way, that way you, you just have to write oh, it God. off as a loss, essentially. And yeah. then, and then if you, I always, that's, yeah, it's definitely a personality type because anytime I'm selling something, especially online, I always assume that I'll probably get nothing from the interaction. Guys, it I'm has not an a, ice maker in it. Oh, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Who's um, making ice but, these days? In this you know, economy? All the time. In my water, in my diet coke. Ice too cold. My, too cold. You know, whiskey. My, my fridge, my fridge has an ice maker, but it, it froze over. Do you have the Samsung and fridge? That was, but that was like two or three months ago. It just like froze over and I need to thaw it. Yeah. But the thawing process takes 20 minutes and causes the fridge to beep. Yeah. Like Do you have a Samsung loudly. fridge? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a class action lawsuit related to that. <laughs> Perfect. Because it's um, every single Samsung fridge, the, the ice maker freezes over. So that's what I have. Uh -huh. And I'm just... I, I'm like, well, I'll just never use the ice maker. Like, the, yeah, I, I'll literally if if I was gonna have like friends over, fridge, I'd go buy ice. I have Absolutely, one. Not. Absolutely not. Just for the ice maker. I'll give you, right. I'll give you five dollars for it and try and stab you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. My friend has uh, 
I have a friend who has in his garage, he has one of those restaurant ice makers with the scoop. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He loves ice. I'm thinking of investing in something small like that, like a countertop one. Once I yeah, get like, this one. Because I one love like they have at my hotels. cup full of ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big one <laughs> that, that you like, my flip bathroom. open the thing. Yeah. It doubles as a heat bathroom. Just keep it in the bathtub. Yeah. You get buckets. That's mm-hmm. great. It sounds wonderful. How do we I mean, get you here? need something like that if you're like a, a professional athlete who needs to take ice baths all the time. Like, mm-hmm. where do they get all that ice? Yeah. yeah. You also need a tub. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so NFTs are, they're non-fungible great. tokens, which means they can't <laughs> be funged. Okay. They can't be yeah. funged. Be like fun. things no that can, what's an example of something that can be funged? Uh, uh, the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar. Is that The Iraqi true? dinar. So the, 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 the way it's explained is Friday that night. if you have $20 and you give someone, you know, if someone gives you $20 and you're like, oh, thanks, mm-hmm. I'll give it back to you tomorrow. And you give them $20 back tomorrow, but that's a different $20 bill. It still is the exact same value. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't change value. So it's fungible. One of them might have okay. Harriet Tubman on them. though. Okay. Yeah, we can All only right. hope. Okay. Or if you I'm hand willing. someone a 20 and then they send you $20 on Venmo, uh-huh. it's the same value. Yeah. It's, it's fungible. So, okay, so non-fungible. Are we all on be... the same page here now, finally? <laughs> I was until that very last, I was there until this very last metaphor, and now I don't get it again. Look, yeah, you, can buy but... a, you can buy an NFT of uh, Azalea Banks uh, fucking her boyfriend. Yes. See, like, um, but does she well... get compensated for that? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I think so. Does she? So. Is she? Then she's not the artist. I'll she just say is, she is the artist. She's the one selling it. At its oh, core, oh, she is. Yeah. Okay, then great, perfect. At its core, this sale is for the full rights and sole access to the first audio sex tape to be minted <laughs> on the blockchain, recorded in February 2021 by Azalea Banks and her boyfriend Ryder Rips. This sound-based artwork is sure to titillate for its full 24 minutes and 22 second duration. Upon purchase, a wave file will be delivered to the buyer, in addition to a one-of-one signed LP vinyl record. <laughs> Is it the vinyl of her fucking? I guess. Damn, don't miss cool. out on this historic <laughs> and the vinyl sexy event. Fun. Yeah, I don't care about the the NFT. I like the vinyl. Yeah, you should just do yeah, that. I... Just have Draft House release it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm into vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've talked about me and Elliot have talked about doing like an episode of Weekly Weird News as a release on vinyl. Mm-hmm. You should. I think that's yeah. cool. It's an, it's, should, it's really expensive should... to produce for a joke. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel you, bad now after after talking about the extreme like just waste of resources that goes into cryptocurrency. Talking about getting a fucking yeah. vinyl record uh, that no one will ever actually listen to. Made. Yeah. Well, it's like when people have their ashes pressed into a vinyl record. Mm-hmm. And well, it's then, a collectible. And it's a collectible. <laughs> and it'll yeah, be but worth the energy more that later. it requires, and also if it were me. Mine would be, I love the singer in the moon and the, the spring. I love that. I'd pick the worst, most yeah. <laughs> infuriating yeah. song to uh, make my eternity be. That's what James would have wanted. Uh, well, listen. NFTs are the cyberpunk art of the future for Great. a lot of people. Okay. You can hang a, you can print out a Mondo poster or you could mm-hmm. have the actual one. A lot of people or you would could think go to mondo.com and buy the, yeah. the real one. Yeah. So yes, it is a very like futurist cyberpunk kind of cool thing. There's, mm-hmm. there's good about it. There's certainly bad about it. Um, but realistically, um, 90% of people aren't going to participate in it because at least right now, because of uh, how inefficient and everything it is and how much the spec is through the roof, speculation of values through the roof, it's completely unaffordable to 90% of people. So it's, it's like, if you're worried about the, you know, what we're saying about NFTs or whatever, look, you're, you either have a bunch of them and you're very wealthy or you have none and you're upset that you can't buy one because they're expensive. So just instead, don't worry about it. I'm Final not verdict. About Lindsay, it. Lindsay, <laughs> but, yeah. are you I, down with NFTs? Final verdict. Yeah. You know me. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't. I don't oh. give a fuck. I just wanted to hear what they had to say about it. I really appreciated the opportunity uh, to learn about it, and I'm grateful for. Uh, why is it on me? I don't want to see me. Show me them. I'm keep done seeing keep, me. I want to thank them. Oh my god. Okay. Well, thank you, Ricky and Elliot, for coming on and just stop <laughs> <It was> stuff, <laughs> giving me a complex. 
uh, for coming on and talking to us about it today. Uh, I really didn't know what any of it's about. So thank you so much. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash internet today TV. Um, and or just search our, internet today in the search bar. It's easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter account, which is like weirdly kind of shadow banned. I don't know. If you start typing internet today, there's like three other results that show up on Twitter before our actual account on the list. But uh, yeah, our Twitter account is internet today TV. And my personal Twitter account is Elliot ETC, E-L-I-O-T ETC. Uh, and Ricky. At, at Ricky FTW. Um, but go subscribe to our YouTube channel because that is that's all that matters. You'll find the rest just by yeah. going there. Their videos are good. I already said it the mm-hmm. last podcast. I watch your guys' videos. Thank you again so much for coming and hanging out with us, chit-chatting about you know the bachelor. Sorry we made you listen to about the bachelor, but oh no, I'm this is just you this guys is all to start a podcast. He got engaged this is all, to a racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is all marketing for me and Lindsay's future bachelor yeah, podcast. It's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just got to figure out the name. And, that's the first step. It's like you can't play music until you have the band name <laughs> like yeah there you exactly. go mm, and uh true, james but... thank you as always for hanging out today no of course and thanks our td cody who's always uh holding it down for us um okay that's it for us uh what's up next is there anything else today i have notes at 3 30 live on the rooster teeth website so hang out if you want to check that out and uh we'll be back with live stream gaming tomorrow wednesday at 2 45 p.m pacific so come hang out with us again then um bye bye thank you bye. Bye. thanks for having bye. us <laughs> bye 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 and thanks have a good day